All right, guys, the next guest makes his long-awaited UFC debut finally on September 4th. The Cage Warriors featherweight champion, Liverpool's own, is in the house. The Scouser himself, although he's in London right now, Paddy the Batty Pimblet. Welcome for the very first time to Submission Radio. How are you, man? What is happening, the boys? How are we? Hey, man, we're good, we're good. And it looks like you're taking us on a little bit of a tour of London there, Paddy, man. What are you doing? you, you got a yeah, bit of a historical just... tour cooking right now. Yeah, man, just on float, lad, in the big smoke. <laughs> just on patrol, lad, in London. And you're getting your visa uh, tomorrow, right, for the big event? Yeah, I'm going, uh, going to the embassy in the morning to get uh, to get me visa, lad. So, fucking, it's needed this trip, it's needed. Yeah, dude. I was going to say, where's uh, the new dog at? Where's Lenny? Why isn't Lenny uh, there? Lad, he's, uh, he's with the missus, lad, back at home. Can't wait to tell you that you've just asked about the dog. Brilliant, that, you know. Every, every interview I've had lately, lad, he keeps getting involved, lad, and jumping in. He's fucking, he's more famous than me. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta ask, man, Lenny, is that a Simpsons-inspired name? And if you guys get the second dog, is that a no-brainer? Is that gonna be Carl? <laughs> uh, no, to be honest, lad, uh, at first I wanted to call him Benny because of the mm. film City of God mm. and how cool Benny is on that. But uh, we just went with Lenny and it's stuck, lad, so it's nothing to do with Lenny off The Simpsons, but he is dopey, so it, it, it probably is a good good name for him. I just want to clear something up as well. Now that we got the dog name out of the way, Patty, we saw you had some strong thoughts, some strong comments about those people who enjoy wheat bix with no milk. Now, I got to be honest with you. <laughs> it's not something that I could do personally, and it's bothered me for years. But for those who missed your comments on it, what do you think of those sickos? <laughs> Uh, lad, if you have Weetabix with no sugar on, you're a proper sex offender, lad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Lad, lad it's, dis it's disgusting, lad. How can you have that, lad? It's proper rough gear, that. Don't understand how anyone can have Weetabix without sugar, lad. It just makes you feel sick. Yeah, I think it's the diet of serial killers, right? Wake up, eat some dry wheat bicks. I don't know what's wrong with these people. But disgusting, lad. By the way, you're still banned on Instagram. What's going on, man? It's an absolute joke, lad. Absolute joke. Being banned on Instagram for giving trolls. Trolls, who all they do is give people shit. Just giving it back and I've been banned, lad. It's an absolute joke. Yeah, what's the latest on that? Have you spoken to the UFC about getting that back? Apparently, I have the, some secret account that can just make everything go away. No, I tried to get to tried to get in touch with the UFC, obviously, but it's me manager. What's sort of a great and boiling, lad? Um, he said on Tuesday it'd be back up within 24 hours, lad, and uh, still waiting on them to sort it now, Sunday night. Far out, right, man. Fingers crossed that you get it back soon so that you can at least, you know... I'm, get oh, I'm, I'm getting it back, lad. Don't worry about that. I'm not losing that with 155,000 followers, lad. I'll cause murder if I don't get that back. But, first thing, first thing uh, you do when you speak to Dana White... Hey man, what can you do about fixing my Instagram account? <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't fly for another seven days. I'd best have it back by then. Mm. I was going to say, man, so I know you put out a video recently. It was kind of like a public service announcement, you know, for a lot of the trolls and stuff. You're saying you're only responding to positive people from now on. And we can see that on Twitter. Yeah. I wonder, like, obviously when you go to the UFC, people talk about the step up in competition. But do you, do you feel like there's a big step up also that you've got to be prepared for in terms of just the engagement? And the people that, you know, you interact with and stuff. Because you were saying, I think, to Ariel when you got signed, 
your uh, your social media has just blew up. How how big of a difference has that been over the last few months since you signed with the UFC? Yeah, yeah, that's blew up. Like you have a lot of trolls, but you have a lot of I have a lot of positive messages. Know what I mean? So from now on, I'm I'm just not gonna respond to the negative. I'm just gonna leave them. Know what I mean? It just it brings me energy down. It wastes me time. Uh, I take up too much time sitting on my phone instead of speaking to me missus or speaking to me mates and me family. So from now on, lad, the negativity is getting blocked out, lad, and they can say what they want, lad. I'm not asked. I'm just going to leave it. I've done it on Twitter the last few days. Uh, people have tweeted me negative stuff. I've just left it. When people have tweeted me positive stuff, I've had a chat with them. Yeah, it's crazy because it's the those negative comments, even for us sometimes when you see them, you kind of forget all the positive stuff. But the negative one, it'll be like one in a haystack, but it'll always stand out to you mentally. So when you get used to dealing with it, you know, that's the key right there. And I was going to say, Patty, man, you mentioned how you stuck around Cage Warriors longer than most. I mean, you were there for 14 fights and the show really became synonymous with your name. I know you were offered a contract when you were 21 and 23 um, to go to the UFC. What do you think would have happened if you would have signed with the company back then? Well, to be honest, I was still a child, especially when I was 21. But then again, when I was 23, I was still a child. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lot more mature. I'm a lot more mental, mentally. Like, I've always been very confident and I've had a strong mental side, but not as strong as I am now. And then when it comes to physical strength, lad, if I, would have, if I fought the person of four or five years ago, would have me five years ago or me three years ago, I'd kill him, lad. Like... I wouldn't even beat him, I'd kill him. <laughs> I, won a, I won a world title, lad, by uh, winging it. Not winging it, like, because I was still doing all my MMA training, but I wasn't. I never had a specific boxing coach. I never had an SNC coach, which has made the biggest difference, because now I've got, a, um, I've got a proper SNC coach, lad, and a nutritionist. And, well, he, he, my SNC coach is basically my nutritionist. He tells me what to eat and what to do and stuff. and. Like I'm just a completely different animal to what I was. Yeah, I remember you saying to Ariel not long ago that I uh, used to go out and used to party before fights. Take us into that, man. I think that almost makes it more impressive that you were able to like party and still win all these big fights. Yeah, that's what I mean, lad. I was, uh, I was, <laughs> I was beating people up, lad, with uh, when I was going out four weeks before fights, lad, and doing that shit that I shouldn't be doing, lad, partying all the time and. You know, it was <laughs> thinking about it now. I'd, I don't know how I did it because I'd go out. I'd go out all the time. I'd, I'd be out on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Lad, I'd be out, or at least Saturday, Sunday. I'd be out Saturday, Sunday, and then I'd, I'd, I'd get in at like 6, 7 a.m. in the morning on the Sunday, and then I'd have three hours kip, and I'd go straight to the gym in the morning on like two, three hours kip, lad, still stinking of booze. And I'd still train, like, but obviously I was burning the candle at both ends, so I was fucking my body up. Be honest with us right now, Patty, are you leaving a party? <laughs> <laughs> I wish, that. I wish. <laughs> now, I was going to ask you, man, um, yeah, that, that's crazy. And I was going to ask, how, how close to a fight did you actually party? Like, would you actually, was there a point where you partied the weekend before? Or was that, or was it always like a couple of weeks out from a fight? How how close did you get to a fight, and you'd actually party back then? Oh, when I when, when I was a lot younger, I did yeah. When I was a lot younger and I was fighting people that I, I thought yeah, I'll fucking smoke him anyway. I, I was, I was just going out and partying and the week before and that. But 
Like, I've said this story a few times. When I fought Julian Rosa, I got the phone call saying, yeah, you're fighting Julian Rosa, lad. And I was in a cave in Wales with a, a Dex and a generator. <laughs> um, just absolutely pissed with all with all my mates. And I got the phone call off one of my mates saying, I've just, I've just watched Cage while he's there, lad. They're saying you're fighting on, on uh, four weeks. I was like, am I? Yeah. <laughs> News to me, lad. But looks like we're going to be getting ready, doesn't it? <laughs> so what did you do after but, that? Uh, I had, um, yeah. From that point, I had, I had 18 kilos of losing four weeks. Jesus. So what what was the big turning point? When did you... I'm sure I'm sure the parting days aren't completely over, but what was the big turning point for you where you were like, I need to make some changes? Uh, when, when I lost to Nad, you know what I mean? When I lost to Nad, because uh, even before that, I went and partied, like, I was out partying, like, four to six weeks before that. And I cut, like, 7.7 kilo overnight. And it was just, I was killing my own body. And then, obviously, I went up I went up to lightweight. Oh, yeah. It's going off at Sainsbury's. <laughs> what is going on over there? It's going off in Sainsbury's, mate. Jeez. But, uh, when I fought, like, when I fought back, I'd sorted my head out and said he valid, but at the same time, I wasn't. 100% focused on MMA, and as I say, when I, when I fought back and said the violet, I was, I didn't cut any weight to make lightweight. I just dieted to 70 kilo, and when I fought back, it played a big part because obviously it went into the later rounds and he was juiced up, so he just fucking manhandled me. So uh, now I, I, I don't cut much weight. I don't cut nothing like 8.4 kilo or 7.7 kilo overnight like I have done in the past, but I do. Um, I, I do a little, I do a cut, and as I say, now I've grew into me proper man body, you know what I mean? I was I was still a child when I won the cage where he was fed the weight title, I was still a boy, and I lost the belt to a fucking raging steroid abuser. Well, I was going to, okay, so there's a few things to unpack there. I know that, um, well, you're talking about the weight cut. But I know that uh, recently, when you again, when you were speaking to Aero, you said that featherweight is most likely going to be the division when you make your debut. But it looks like it's going to be happening at lightweight against Luigi. How did the how did lightweight come about? Why not featherweight? It's just because I've I've got so much bigger. You know what I mean, like as I say, I've grew into a man. When I was making featherweight, I was still a boy. I was still a child. So now it's a now it's a lot different. I'm 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 actually a lightweight now. If I cut a featherweight, I'd be one of the biggest featherweights in the fi- in the division, 100%. I, I think people, I think Luigi, of all, uh, most of all, but a lot of other people are going to get a fright when I get in the cage at 70 kilo, like when I weigh in. A lot of people think I'm smaller than I am, lad, when I'm, I'm not that small, you know what I mean? A lot of people think I'm a small, lightweight lad, but when I get in there, they're going to be like, well, fucking hell, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, just going back to your partying comments, I know you're a big fan of the Chicago Bulls. I feel like that was the Dennis Rodman era of Paddy Pimblett. And now we're in, you know, the Michael Jordan era of Paddy Pimblett as he went to the UFC. I was going to say, though, man. I was going to say, though, man. Say, lightweight is the place for you. I mean, do you think that down the track he'd still try to go to featherweight, maybe once you've captured the lightweight belt, just to have that double champ status? Or would it be a situation maybe even where you. Move up and not down. Yeah, I'll probably do it the other way around, to be honest. Um, I mean, my debut's definitely going to be at lightweight, obviously, as you know. And then uh, I might have, I'm hopefully going to have at least one more before the end of the year. And that could be at lightweight again. But uh, 
I just need to not balloon up in between fights, lad, because that's what fucks me up. That's what makes me think that I couldn't make featherweight. But now, lad, at this stage, I'm two weeks out and I'm only 76 kilo. So that's only fucking just over five kilos to lose, which is, I've done, as I say, I've done eight kilo overnight. So five kilo in two weeks is none. When it gets to this stage of camp is when I start thinking, oh, could I make featherweight, could I make featherweight? But I don't want to risk my health because the more weight you cut, the more, the less amount of fights you're having in your career. It's that simple. Mm. How do you feel about this card and this, this whole event being dubbed the Paddy Pimblet Show? Because it is. Does that put pressure on you at all? No, lad. I've fought in my own town in front of 10, 20, 12,000 of my own fans, lad, in, in Liverpool. Nothing's going to be as much pressure as that, lad, especially when you fucking lost it. And I feel like that's one of the many experiences that you take with you into this UFC run. Um, I, I see in interviews, Paddy, so many people keep bringing up this parallel between you and Conor McGregor's debut. And... I kind of get this feeling from you that you're kind of getting sick of this question and you're not even in media week yet. <laughs> You'll probably be getting it thrown at your face over and over. But are you kind of getting annoyed at people comparing you to Conor McGregor so much going into this card? It's not so much annoying because obviously it's the biggest star the sport's ever seen. So it's it's nice in one perspective, but at the, end of the same time, it's annoying because I'm my own man, lad. Like, no one's, no one's paddy the body, lad. Conor McGregor's his own man, and I'll never be like him, and he'll never be like me. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm one of a kind, lad. You're never gonna get anyone else like me. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we were looking at your chat with James Lynch. You guys had a really fun chat, and you were talking about some of the greatest of all times. You did your goat list, and um, I'm wondering, yeah. man, when it comes to Conor McGregor, where do you rate him? I mean, obviously he wasn't on your goat list, but he had a great run. He was able to hold two belts. He may be on the downswing of his career, but is there anything about his legacy that stands out to you that sort of could could have been on that list for you if it wasn't for some of the stuff that's happened recently? If he, if he wouldn't have ever come back, if he would have retired after beating Eddie Alvarez, you could probably have him in your top 10. You know what I mean? You probably could, but I don't know where to have him now, like top 15, top 20, maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely a different sort of era for McGregor. I know you were talking to Michael Bisping about how six years ago in a post-fight interview, you said if you fought McGregor, he'd get smoked. But I'm wondering, man, after the content that you see in the last couple of fights, in your mind, does that fight get finished even quicker than in your mind back six years ago when you first gave that initial prediction? No, that is still now to this day. Doesn't matter who you put in there in front of me, I still think I'll beat them. And I think that's what every MMA fighter should be like. If you're an MMA fighter and you think someone will beat you, you're in the wrong sport, lad. It's not the sport we do. Yeah. This isn't footy, lad. You know what I mean? This is a fighting sport. And if you don't think you can beat someone, you shouldn't be in there with them. I, I still say to this day, lad, get me in there with Conor McGregor, lad, and I'll submit him in two or three rounds. Yeah, absolutely. And I know when you were speaking on the GOAT list, you had to recently clarify your comments about Khabib not being on your goat list because you put Fader on there. And by the way, we're huge Fader fans, so we totally understand it. I'm just wondering though, dude, do you feel like people take these lists a little bit too seriously? I mean, I think they were created yeah. for people just to have a little bit of fun. I mean, you can't literally 
create a list and scientifically prove it correctly. It's more just based on people's preferences and what they enjoy about the sport. Do you feel like people have crazy reactions to these things sometimes and it's just supposed to be a little bit of fun? Yeah, it's just opinions, lad. The, the way I explain this, opinions are like assholes, lad. Everyone's got one, so you just gotta, just gotta get on with it, haven't you? Um, like the, the, the Khabib fans online are worse than the Connor fans now. It's embarrassing. You can't say a bad word about him. You know what I mean? I said he's not the 155. I mean, I said he's not the ghost. I said he is the 155 ghost. People took no notice of that and just said, "Oh, you said he's not the ghost." This and that. I started getting called a Muslim hater. Because I said he wasn't the greatest of all time. That's crazy. But he's not. I don't care what anyone says. He's, he's, he's not the GOAT, lad. You've got to have longevity in this sport to be the GOAT. And he hasn't had longevity. He had three title defences. John Jones has had, what, 12? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was going to say, there's... I, I don't. I absolutely don't understand the criticism because I think everybody is entitled to their opinion to create their goat list. And for some people, their goat is based not even on wins. It's based on the emotional connection that they had with that fighter when they had the fight and the the, the battles that that person had had. I'm just wondering though. I know that Khabib is retired, Patty, and people were talking about this GSP fight for ages. But do you think that if you have the run that you have, that you believe you're gonna have in the UFC, you become the champion, you get your title defenses under your belt? Do you believe you could be the guy that gets Khabib out of retirement because you'll present as the biggest challenge the division has seen in quite some time? I'd love that, lad. I would. I'd love that, but um, I can't. I can't see him coming back at all. He's become the Karen of the MMA scene, Annie, lad. See him on the podcast with Mike Tyson the other day. <laughs> on the podcast with Tyson the other day, lad, he's going here. Oh, can you put this fast food away in this weed? No, lad, it's his podcast. He'll do what he wants. Shut up. <laughs> no, lad. You've been invited on as a guest, lad. Do as you're told, you divvy. <laughs> the carrot of mate. Love it. Uh, speaking of divvies, don't be a divvy. Don't. Toy with your manhood with that old rusty razor. Get the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0, and uh, it's really the best grooming tool on the market. And the only thing you should be using on your junk with the skin safe technology won't cut you. It's got 7,000 RPM of power, it's got the LED light that you can now turn off whenever you want. It's waterproof, it's got the travel lock so it doesn't go off in your bag. And with Father's Day coming up uh, here in Australia around the corner, Get the performance package 4.0 for dad. Treat him so that he can look after himself and be in pristine condition in his old age. He's got the weed whacker as well in the performance package 4.0. So you can trim your nose hairs. I did mine actually just the other day. Uh, it comes with all sorts of ball deodorants, the crop reviver, the foot duster as well. So you can keep your feet clean and everything nice and smooth and fresh. Also comes with a healthy discount of 20% when you use the code SUBMISSION. Who doesn't want to save money? Get dad a gift, save some cash, maybe even get one for yourself as well. You can have matching gifts all at Manscaped. Promo code submission, save yourself some money. Isn't that right, Dennis? Oh, and free shipping as well. What's not to like? Man, you can't go wrong with that deal. That is one of the best deals out there. Get on there, get smooth with Manscaped, our sponsor, and a really great sponsor for a lot of MMA brands out there. Really appreciate them and the smoothness that they bring to the MMA game. And guys, with the big fight, Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley this weekend, I know you're looking for a place to put down some money. Look no more, because my bookie is your place to go. Sign up with promo code SUBMISSION, get a, take advantage of up to a $1,000 bonus 
on your first deposit. You know, a bit of cheddar always makes it better. And of course, with this fight between Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley, there is some money to be made. So bet anything, anytime, anywhere with the promo code submission and our friends at my bookie. And also with that big fight, I mean, you got to find a pub to watch it. So if you're out of lockdown, there is only one app to prepare you for finding the right venue. And that is Matchpoint. Matchpoint shows you the absolute best sporting pubs in your area and exactly what events they're showing. Download the app right now by clicking the link in our description below and put an end to those annoying calls to pubs. Matchpoint is your best mate for sport. Save some cash. Find out where all the best deals are. Get the best pub for your mates and be the legend. Be the hero in your group. How about that, Cass? Being the legend that knows where the great pubs are all around the area. That's a rarity. That brings you up a little bit. It brings you up a notch in your friendship group. That's right. Matchpoint helps you do it. Be a ledge. Be a ledge forever. Speaking of ledges and going back to you, Patty, um, I just want to get your gauge. Now that we know that lightweight is going to be the destination for you, I want to get your gauge on the division. You know, you've got so many massive names there. You've got, obviously, you know, Tony Ferguson, Gaethje, Chandler. You've got Charles Oliveira, the new champion. Um, and I also want to get your thoughts on, you know, this interesting situation with uh, Dustin Poirier where he might be, you know, instead of going for the belt, he might be fighting uh, Nate Diaz for, you know, a big money fight. It's crazy, and I don't understand that. I know, obviously, yeah, we're in this, we're, we're in this game to make money. Goes without saying, but I, I value legacy over money. Like to be honest, so I'd be going for that belt if I was him. Definitely goes without saying. But I, I proper like Charles Oliveira, me lad. From since I started watching MMA, he's one of the, the fighters that's been going, and like he's had so many losses, so many ups and downs, but he, he's he's ended up with the belt, lad. And, it's just a proper feel-good story, and I really like Charlie Olives, but if Poirier fights him, I think Poirier knocks him out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's going to be a very, very interesting fight. I know that you spoke about one day soon when the run goes the way that it goes in your head. You were talking to BT Sport that you're taking the UFC to Anfield. And I'm wondering, man, who? when you think about that scenario, it's absolutely crazy. I mean, such a big venue, such a historic moment. But in your mind, who do you see yourself fighting and filling out that huge venue against? Oh, man, lad, and I'll be honest, it's, uh, it's the one who's tarnished his own legacy, lad. Who you an Irishman versus An Irishman versus Scouser in there, lad, it'd be fucking rowdy. Patty, I think something's gone on with with, with the audio. I think you, you've you've sounded robotic for some reason. Is something the the wire? No, no, I'm good. I've got me I've got me earphones in. Can you hear me? Okay, I think it's a little bit better. Yeah, it it was a little bit funny. Now it's a bit better. Yeah. Uh, I think my headphones are dying. Like, uh, yeah, uh, an an Irishman versus Scouser in Anfield. Like, it'd be next level. Uh, it'd be ridiculous. Like, to be honest. How do you think that comes together? I know you were saying that you expect to be champion in the next two or three years. How would you see that fight coming together, that trajectory of it? I don't know, lad. Um, he's a money fight type of guy, lad. I'm fighting in Anfield in front of like 60,000, 70,000 people is where the money's at. So that's why I could see that happening. It's, um, but anyone, lad, doesn't matter. Like... I'm going to be that big of a star, lad, that you could fucking put me in there against a hobo, lad, and I'd fill it out. <laughs> now, that would be the ultimate statement. Uh, Patty versus a hobo. 
Anfield sold out, biggest pay-per-view buys of all time. Um, but before that, you get to fighting the hobo, I got to ask you, man, about this big debut fight in the UFC. You've got Luigi, the Italian stallion, for your first fight. And he's far from an easy fight. He's had a couple of losses, but apart from that, he has finished all of his other fights. What do you think of him as yeah, the first UFC seen, challenge? Have you seen the records of some of the opponents he's beat in Brazil? Fucking hell, lad. Them, them Brazilians love a padded record. You know, it's fucking embarrassing. Swear, lad. Half of his opponents are fucking debutants, lad. I'm fucking 0-1s. It's embarrassing, lad. I don't understand this shit. That's why I stuck with Cage Warriors, lad, and fought tough opponents fight after fight. Because I'm in good stead for my for my UFC debut. I've, I've fought tough guys in and out throughout my whole career. And it's going to show when... I get older, Luigi, and I'm going to absolutely murder him. It's that simple. He might have fought other people in the UFC, but he's never fought anyone like me. And he's going to think he can just walk forward and throw bombs at me, lad, and I'm going to knock him clean out. Well, I was going to say, um, I know you were saying that the the higher level guys in the in Cage Warriors are better than the lower level guys in the UFC. So how do how does he compare to sort of the previous opponents? Is this kind of going to be easier than some of the guys you've already faced? Yeah, I think this is a, this is an easier fight than Sorenbach and Naramani and fighters like that, hundred percent. Alexis Avidas, even Kevin Petty, who have fought in FCC. I think this is a, a much easier fight. Uh, like as I say, I, I'm going to be very disappointed if I don't finish him in the first round. Very disappointed. I know also you said that uh, you like it when there's a bit of animosity between your opponent. You don't like all the handshakes and the friendly kind of whatever. You like it when there's a little bit of something there. Have you have have you had to sort of, you know, create a little bit of that for yourself ahead of this fight? And what do you no, feel lad, like? No, lad, he's done it for me. He's mm -hmm. done it for me, lad, by talking shit to reporters, lad. Saying that I'm out to fight when I'm not. Because he's trying to play some mind games or just coaches. You know what I mean? Um, I, that's, what, that's got me pumped up enough, lad. I'm going to fucking terrorise him when I see him in the hotel. I'm going to have his head up his ass. What was up with that, by the way? Because I, yeah. know, I know Ariel was saying that, you know, he spoke to you, the fight is definitely on, but it seemed like there were rumours that it might not be on for a second. What, what happened there? Lad, he must have... Like, I, what I think's happened is... is, is well, I know what's happened. Is, his opponent's manager... His, his manager's being said, asked, if Paddy doesn't get his visa in time, will you fight someone else? Mm -hmm. And the, the the annoying thing was, I had the phone call that day at 4 p.m. to tell me I had my embassy meeting on Monday. And then that night at like 12, 12, 11 in the night, that got put out there that I was out the fight. And I already had my meeting for the embassy. I knew I was coming here today to, to have my meeting on Monday morning. So, like, the fact that that journalist come out and said, oh, the, the information was right at the time. No, it wasn't, lad. Stop lying. Yeah, I know a lot of a lot of people were freaking out when they saw that, but we're super excited about the fact that it's all going to plan. We're going to let you go in a sec, Patty, but before we do, I know that you said if everything goes to plan and you come out unscathed, you want on that Abu Dhabi card on October yeah. 30th, UFC 267. Is that someone in the top 15 next in your target sites if everything goes to plan? I'll, I'll be honest, lad. I, I, I'm not going to demand no one, lad. After this fight, people are going to be calling me out. That simple. I'm not going to demand no one. I don't need to, lad. I, I, I'm the baddie, lad. People are going to be calling me out. I'll just have a nice little post-fight interview, demand me 50 grand bonus, 
And I'll go home, man, and I'm going to Cornwall, lad, which is a nice little scenic place in uh, in, in England, lad, with me with me fiance and me dog, lad, for a week, and I'll I'll base up and eat some good food. But the most important question, as we let you go, Paddy, uh, Lethal Industry by Son of James and Ryan Marciano, mixed with Heads Will Roll, A Track Remix, has it been greenlit by the UFC? Do you know if 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 that will be the song when you enter? That will be the song, lad. <laughs> that yes. will be whether it's greenlit or not. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, make sure to follow Patty on Twitter at Patty the Batty. We're waiting for the Instagram account to come back up. But when that's up, yeah, make I'll, sure have, to... I'll have my Instagram the next few days at Paddy the Batty. But for now, lad, I've been using my podcast account, which is Chat and Pony. Mm. Chat and Pony, that's right. And people can actually check that out. That's a great show. That's on your YouTube. And they can get your merch as well at thebatty.com. He makes his USC yes. debut September 4th in the US and fifth here in Australia and New Zealand. Paddy, thanks for the tour of London, man. I feel like we've never been before. I feel like it's a fun place to go visit. Thanks for showing us around. You're more than welcome, my my men. I'll speak to you again once I smash this Brazilian's teeth in. Looking forward, <laughs> looking forward, to, looking forward to it. Thanks, Paddy. Bye. See you later, boys.